Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Net Worth Podcast, where we talk all things WTA and handicap the WTA. I'm Noops, and joining me as always at not too inconvenient at a time, usually we get them up bright and early in the morning. How's it going, Spread? Oh, I'm doing great out here. How you doing? Oh, it's lovely. I uh, just actually got back. I was at a bachelor party in Portland, Maine, so um, oh, wow. an eight, like nine-hour drive back home, which was kind of a mess for a little bit, but it was a lot of fun. How about you, Jorge? What'd you do this weekend? I uh, watched a lot of tennis, watched some NBA finals, currently watching some uh, Stanley Cup finals, enjoying a beer and uh, the spoils of the French Open. That's right. We did have quite a bit of tennis. And, you know, there's a reason we handicapped the WTA. There seems to be a lot less drama. You know, everybody was worrying about all that Nadal stuff, all that Djokovic leaving, you know, whether or not team was going to do anything. The women's finished in wonderful time, nice, easy matches, no delays. We didn't have to do anything overnight. That's right, folks. I'm not trying to say that five, three sets is better than five, but let's just say the women's game is better than the men's game. So you better not. You know, <laughs> I'll start. Let's start with you, Spread. What did you think of the final? What do you think about our champion Ashley Barty? Well, I'll tell you what. This one caught me by surprise. I was telling Jorge, you know, when we were prepping that uh, if she were to win Wimbledon this year, I wouldn't have been surprised at all. You know, obviously she's been making an ascension as a player. Um, mainly rooted in her consistency and also her ability to mix up uh, the backhands. And, and before I consider her slice backhand a liability, but the way she's using it now, mixing it in, it's no longer a liability. But for her to win uh, on clay was completely unexpected to me. And I think it just speaks highly of, uh, number one, her athleticism to be able to, to switch you know, to a surface that maybe she shouldn't be best suited for the way her game is. And uh, two, just her overall development as a player. So, um I am very surprised, but I think overall it's great for uh, the women's game in general to have like another star jumping up, and uh, she's number two in the world now. So this should be uh, should be a lot of fun going into Wimbledon. All right, Jorge, have you checked Barty's odds to win Wimbledon lately? I haven't, but we we checked uh, before, and we did a little bit of not scheming, but uh, money exchanging behind <laughs> behind the scenes. So. Uh, so I could get in on that thirty-three to one that Bovada had that uh, that you had looked at because I believe she was sixteen to one last I checked at Unibet. Um, I don't think we're going to see that number stick. Uh, she's already. I'm looking, at, I'm looking at ten to one. She's six to one at Unibet now. Oh my gosh, she was seventeen to one last week. I'm glad that I that I messaged you about it when she started to play well on clay because that slice backhand on clay, which is the higher bouncing surface was looking extremely potent uh, that that on a low bouncing surface is going to be a nightmare for players to get back over the net. And then you combine it with her weapons and her ground strokes that, you know, they're going to have to inevitably players just to get it back over are going to have to leave a, her a lot of short balls. And it's going to take some kind of, uh, you know, error prone match for her to lose at Wimbledon. So I'm glad that we're not at 33 to one. Um, I can't believe Bavada. I mean, Bavada should be hiring us to make their freaking out right lines if they're going to have, you know, Ashley Barty's game at, at 33 to 1 for Wimbledon, but I'll take it. It's really fantastic. And hold that thought there on the spin. Once we get to those grass tournaments, I want to hear a little more about that and some of the change in surface. But to keep talking about the French Open here a little bit, you know, what else stood out to you here, Jorge? I know we had the young Marquette of Andrusova, who we'll take just a second to pause and clap for ourselves and congratulations because anybody. It's been a loyal <laughs> net worth listener should have had Vondrusova at 100 or 150 to 1. 
I know we gave out 150 to one on the podcast and there was 100 to one maybe for about a week or there or so. And I, I can't remember. I'd have to go back and listen to the preview podcast. I think she was still even like 40 or 50 to one when the tournament started at a few places. And I think we even gave that out. Um, so just a tremendous run by her making it to the to the final. Do you have any thoughts on Von Drusova or anybody else in, from the last two weeks? Well, the secret's out now on her. Um, I don't, it wasn't a secret for those who have watched her for the last, I guess, two years, I think. Um, 2017, she really burst onto the scene, and, and you knew she was going to do well at a Grand Slam eventually, likely before the age of 21. And it was about finding the right slam. So I jumped on it early, and it, it was nice. I uh, I went 40 and 41, 40, 41, and 1 at the French Open. But I realized that between all the tiny, tiny outrights, you know, the two Bertons and the quarter unit here, quarter unit there. Um, the Barty hedge was a one win, and then there were eight outright technical losses there. But that one covered all of those uh, eight losses and still garnered me profit. So um, that really helped build uh, build a nice French Open on top of the the single plays that I had. So I, I really can't complain with, with how the French went. Uh, I don't think I bet as much women's tennis during the French, surprisingly, as men's tennis. I think there were more opportunities for me on the men's side, but uh, looking forward to grass season now. I'm nothing huge. Um, you know, Petra Kvitova, we talked about, you know, didn't even play. Uh, Serena did not look very good, uh, to be completely honest. She, she'll be longing for grass um, where the that movement's not going to be as much of an issue. She can keep the point shorter. Uh, and we talked about Ash Barty. I think she's your number one all quarter in the world now. Um, I mean, if she's going to win the French Open, and she's now the odds-on favorite to win Wimbledon with Petra and Serena. <laughs> uh, it, that that's really the standout is is Ash Barty and the the distance she's come in the last little while. It's truly tremendous. I think we've talked about her a little bit here on the podcast. We've always been a big fan of you know, like you describe an all-court game. She really seems to be able to do everything well. You know, she's only five foot five, and I think what was it um, was it Yvonne Lendl, or I'm trying to remember who it was is basically calling her like five foot nothing almost. And I, I was surprised by that. I looked it up and saw that we sh- she was five foot five. Did you know actually Barty was so short spread? Yeah. Cause I always was her service. So good for someone that size is just uh, amazing. And then, it, you know, some of these other women, like, you know, the two favorite, my two favorite players really have no excuse to not be able to serve well because, um, you know, it shows, you know, if she can do it, it really just takes the right technique and a lot of practice. So I, I was aware of that. And I just think it's, you know, like I said, more of a credit to her overall athleticism. Um, the fact that she's able to achieve these things when, you know, she's maybe not necessarily built like your prototypical player. So the only other thing I wanted to talk about, you know, when, when we're much older here and, and maybe we've got a small kid in our knee, we're bouncing him up and down talking about tennis and all the amazing things we saw. Where does Joe Conta's 2019 clay season rank for you spread? Um, it's an unbelievable run. Looking at some of the numbers here, I think she won more matches on clay this year than she ever did in her career combined. She won more ranking points on clay this year than she ever has in her career combined by a lot. What did you think about her run? Uh, I think it was going to be very, I mean, obviously it was, we, we didn't expect it at all. You know, we lost some money more than some, um, you know, opposing her and yeah, <laughs> You know, hopefully we learned our lesson. But for a player that traditionally has always done well on um, grass and hard courts, I mean, what what more could you ask for going into into this season with the, the season right now where she uh, traditionally excels? So, I mean, talk about like a springboard or a trampoline and, into your best season. I mean, she looks like she's really uh, poised to do some things this summer. So let's hope that she can uh, 
you know, capture what she had and keep it going because she really, you know, uh, first of all, the British love their players so much, um, you know, and, and this is really her chance to, you know, catapult back into prominence. And I'd really be uh, excited to see if she totally. Can so it. what do you think, Jorge? Are you going to remember where you were in 2019 when Joe Conta was arguably the greatest clay player on tour? <laughs> no, I remember like her really good four wins and then nothing else. Yeah, I, you've talked about this a couple times before, and if you go back and look at some of the competition, let me see if I can pull it up here. I know Tennis Abstract has, has been a little slow on the uptake from some of the French Open matches, but the list is, I mean, I'm looking at, so I've got through Rome here. She did beat Kiki Rome Burton's. Is, at, Rome, right, was, Rome was great. She beat Kiki Burton's, Von Drusova, but even before that, Venus Williams, Sloan Stevens, that's a solid win. Allison Risk is nothing. Got smoked by Halep. Uh, beat risk again so how do you that's got to be really lucky to play risk twice in clay in the same year um got beat by sacri beat tomjanovic shea bogdan yafin wang yulia putin seva zarina die i'm sorry actually i went a little too far there but yeah as you go through those names there's not too many great wins and i think that's a point you've made before Lautner, Davis, Kuzmova. Um, Vekic was, numbers-wise, was probably a better win than people gave her credit for. Uh, but remember, two of those good wins, too, Bertens and, and Stevens kind of, you know, had her and uh, let her off the hook, as, uh, you know, the late Coach Green would say from the NFL, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bertens, Bertens melted and Stevens kind of won the opening set tiebreak, was okay in the second, and then out of nowhere lost, I think, yeah nine of 10 games or something and was done. So, you know, I'm, I don't want to take away too much from it, but what I will say is this, if you can bookmark this episode, uh, hopefully, you know, the audio issues are fixed for me here and you can come back to this and we are fading Joe Conta on clay in 2020. Mark that down folks. We'll go back and cut that out spread. Make sure we, we earmark that for our intern. <laughs> All right, guys, any other thoughts on Sounds the French good. Open before we jump into the next week? All right, so oh, go ahead, Spread. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. All actually. Right. Well, let's move on. So as I mentioned, we're making over. a big switch here, and this is one of the fun things about tennis. We have the surface change, and I love the fact that they make them go from clay, the slowest surface that you can possibly play on, all the way to grass, the fastest surface you can possibly play on. I imagine that has to be a huge switch. But you know, as I've mentioned before, I haven't played a ton of tennis in my life. So I'll start with you, Spread. Have you had, ever had a chance to play on grass or, or clay? And do you know anything kind of about the difference between those two surfaces? I have never played on grass. I was always curious to it. Um, I, my serve was the best part of my game, so I think I would have enjoyed it. Well, but no, I never, I never you, had, a chance, had, had a chance to play on a grass court. No, I think we have like one court hidden away in like a wealthy part of Toronto, like one club that has two or three courts um, that might be a grass club. I'm not sure. I don't even know if there are any in Toronto, so. I've never had the chance, and I probably would hate it because I was more of a like returner than big server. So probably don't. I probably wouldn't take the chance if I had it. Maybe like one match just to say I have, and then say forget. Well, that's disappointing. Let's whoever from the North American Tennis Association is listening. We need to focus on getting some more grass courts in North America because clearly there is a dearth. But you know, I know you guys watch a ton of tennis, and actually, I'll go back to you, Jorge, because you were talking about Barty's spin and, and kind of the difference there. On, on clay and grass. So can you maybe talk a little bit more about that? And then, you know, what qualities do you look for in a tennis player when we get to grass? What would be your prototypical great 
uh, grass player. Well, I mean, obviously you want your your big serve and big ground strokes. Those will always help. But the reason why that backhand slice, and I mean, you know, Fed's used it to become so dominant on the surface. Even someone like Rybarakova, when she's gone up against some of the top players, she's beaten Pliskova multiple times on grass. It's because of that that backhand slice. What happens is, um, wait, those who watch tennis extensively will know that clay generally has, you know, the the top spin is most effective, and it has the highest. Uh, bounce in terms of, of angle coming off the ground of all the surfaces, then hard courts, then grass is the lowest. And so when you're slicing the ball, you're trying to keep the ball low to the ground. So if you can do that on clay, like that, that's awesome, but it's a lot tougher to do because of the natural uh, kind of higher angle that the ball is going to susceptible to come up at on grass when it's already bouncing at the lowest angle um, of all the surfaces and then you can flatten it more with that slice and and you know deaden it more it just becomes so much tougher for players to kind of get it back over the net especially on a surface for top spin which really helps you get those low balls back over um, isn't as effective once it lands on the other side so it creates more short balls more opportunities for for winners um, for the player who hit the slice shot so it, it's just you know, kind of doubly or triply more effective on grass than it would be uh, on a clay court. What do you think, Spread? Anything to add? Any other thoughts about, you know, kind of what you look for when you're watching grass tennis versus clay? And, you know, maybe even give us a couple players we should be looking for in, in the next couple weeks to month as we get a chance to watch more grass. Well, just as a, a basic rule, I, I think that um, heavy topspin works more, works, uh, more in your favor on clay. And I think that the players that hit heavy trop spin and have a lot of the strokes like that um, do very well in clay because they're able to dominate court position. And I think it's the opposite on grass. I think that the flatter hitting players uh, do well here um, just because it doesn't look, the ball doesn't get up as high and, you know, gives you basically the, the uh, your, you know, if you're hitting flat, it gives your opponent, it basically feels like there's more pace than there is. So, um you know, and a couple as far as a couple of players, you know, I just like the big servers. I think that, um, you know, even looking at you know this week, I think that Vekic is going to do well. I think Mladenovic is going to do well, and uh, I'd like to see how well Kuzmova does this year because I think that she's got a, a style that will lend itself well to it. But a lot of players, even uh, on paper, when we think that their their game should play well, they don't always do it for whatever reason. So it'll be interesting to see if she can live up to kind of. So just to uh, maybe add to what you're saying there at the end, you know, it's tough to figure out how players are going to play on grass because they play so few matches. You know, I don't know how many tournaments there are at lower levels, but just going through and, and starting to prep for this next week, not a ton of data on grass. So, you know, Jorge, I know you use kind of a mix of data and kind of what you, you watch. What do you do for these these next few weeks when you start to look for comparable matches? You know, you find a player who doesn't have a lot of grass, grass court matches. Um, what do you do at that point? That's exactly. I'm looking a lot, especially this week, um, at experience on grass. Um, That can be a huge factor. Even players coming through qualifiers this week, there's a few who have never played on grass before uh, these qualifiers. So if, you know, two players are playing each other um, and one's got a ton of experience and one just came through with two career matches, I'm going to look to back uh, the person with experience in some capacity you can look at career numbers for uh, grass as well um, because the sample sizes are generally smaller. And I think that can uh, 
that can help. But a lot of it's matchup for me. Flat ball hitters, um, generally that'll that'll correlate with the stats anyway. Uh, but but it, it's a bit tougher, and I generally find myself going with a bit lower volume. Anyone who knows me knows I'm a volume kind of handicapper uh, because I I like to cover the ATP Challenger Circuit and WTA. Um, but this this part of the year, I'm a little more hesitant with uh, with like favorite spreads and whatnot, and I'll try and look for a dog or two. Um, with maybe some grass pedigree. How about you, Spray? What do you change about your process when you're handicapping grass courts? I personally love it. I honestly, if you just need to do like a quick handicap, you just go for whoever's got the better serve. Um, I, it's almost you know like the the quick NFL handicap: who's got the better quarterback? You know, I don't have time to handicap the whole game. I'm just going to go with the better quarterback. Same thing here. You know, if you want to do a quick handicap, just who's got the better serve, and then. Of course, you know, uh, as we get some matches here on tape, because I don't think that, you know, things can change so much from year to year. Um, I kind of, I'm going to be relying on tape study study and how they do in these warm up tournaments, um, you know, to kind of identify and look for our door courses that we're going to take. Well, thanks for all uh, that great stuff. That's a lot of good knowledge for listeners on what to look for when we're watching some of these grass tournaments and what to expect from players, as well as kind of how you adjust your handicap. So let's dive into the first tournament. We'll start in Nottingham. Looking last year, our champion was Ashley Barty. She is not here. My guess is she needs a little break after her big French Open win. Uh, Donna Vekic, the champion in 2017. Jill Conta finished second both of those years. Don't say her name in the field this year as well. Um, again, a long run on clay for her, so probably taking some time. Did she say? Did Conta say that you she know, was going to take off her, all the way to Wimbledon? Up. Or am I missing that? Or am I? Well, Serena, I believe, or am is I mixing her up with someone else? Right. Let me see. Yeah, but that's Live.eu sometimes has that information. Let me see what they think Conta's going to be doing. There we go. It looks like Joe Conta is expected to play Eastbourne. So taking taking this this little bit of time off, it should be playing in Eastbourne. Um, okay, cool. The men and women do the same thing, really. I think they have they both have premier tournaments next week. Women have premier, two premieres, men have two 500s, and this week is two internationals and two 250s, I believe. So uh, you'll generally find those players that have good runs at Wimble- or the French Open. They only need one warm-up, and they'll go for the bigger points uh, and, and bigger money um, in, in Birmingham and uh, Eastbourne, I believe. Although I think there's one in Mallorca too. There's there's a bunch, but that's yeah. generally the week where you'll so see look the top at, players so play. So looking at the draw here, and we've got a little smaller draw, so we'll go top half, bottom half instead of going through every quarter specifically. Excellent. Caroline Garcia is the one seed down at the bottom. We've got Donna Vekic, but looking at the top half here, Caroline Garcia's in here. I got Diana Yastremska, Zachary, the local player, Heather Watson's in here. I'm curious to see what she does this next week. Jennifer Brady as well. Um, I'll start with you, Spread. Any names stick it out to you here? Who do you think wins the top half of this draw? And any outright prices you like? I'm not going to take an outright out of the top half. Uh, my outright will come from the bottom half. Um, I do like Yastrem's going to come out up here. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how well Garcia does, and her and Garcia could have a match here in the, uh, what would that be, the third round. That would be very, very interesting if both of them make it. So uh, I kind of like your strengths going to come out. You know, it's funny is there's not a lot of players, you know, we talked about earlier about identifying grass players. There's not a lot of players in this top half that you would think grass would be their best service. So 
Um, this should be fun to see who is doing well because uh, the expectations will be a little lower for uh, for most of these ladies, and I'm sure someone will emerge. And uh, you yeah, know, it's just tough who to pick your strengths because that was Garcia you know, right just there. Just looking at the, the draw, only name that stuck I, out I to me maybe in this in this, this draw half. was Jennifer Brady, but didn't love her odds. What do you think about the top half, Jorge? Uh, I would, I would concur. <clears throat> Pardon me, sorry. I would concur with you. Um, I mentioned last week I saw her at a thousand to one on Unibet to win Wimbledon, and I thought for her kind of serve and game that might be a, a tad much. But um, she didn't win a match in serve, but she lost six four six three to a younger American who also hits big and Katie McNally, uh, and that kind of puts me off backing her in any sort this week. Do I think she went to Serbian and tanked a, a fairly high level ITF? No. Um, she's staying within the country. She's going from uh, the London area to Nottingham. So, you know, it's not like she's got a ton of travel. She didn't lose her second or third match. She lost her first one. So that's a, that's a red flag for me. Um, the price is not nearly high enough. It's under 20 to one uh, at my books. So I'm not going to touch that because uh, she doesn't have a pet, like a pedigree of winning on grass, uh, winning tournaments. So I, I'm going to go ahead and pass there. And then I'm a wait and see guy in that top half. Um, I think Stremska could come out. We could see Garcia turn things around, but I'm not sold on her form. That's it's tough just with, with some of Brady's so form. She had a hot start well. to the season plan on hard courts and, and sort of cooled down, you know, Clay not being great for the way that she likes to play. But this draw is really great for her. She's got Zhang in the first round, who is a seven seed, I guess, based on her ranking. She's terrible on grass. You know, maybe Tormo or Rogers both, I think, are, you know, more of Clay court players. Maybe Heather Watson, I don't, you know, Maria Sachary looking back, she does not have um, really great grass numbers. I'm actually curious, do either of you have any thoughts on Sachary on grass? Is this as bad a surface for her as it looks? I was going to ask you guys about her. I was, she was the name that jumped out as kind of like the wild card um, because I know she hasn't had the best performance before, but for whatever reason, maybe. I just like the way she kind of hits the ball flat and can move uh, from the back. I think that she has a chance yeah, to maybe break through and do some things here this season. What do you guys think about that? Uh, terrible on grass. Last year she didn't win a match, but um, you know I'm in a wait and see mode there too. You know who emerges as 2019 grass Zachary? Is it going to be uh, 2017 where she had you know six wins and some success? Or is it going to be uh, last year's Maria where she just fell flat? So um, I think I'm just in a wait-and-see mode with everyone in that top half. Yastremska's looked either great winning you know, very small tournaments against worse fields, or she couldn't win a match. You know, Caroline Garcia, we've documented her uh, inconsistency all season long. Totally agree. Um, Looking back, actually, it's at just it's a mess the few matches Zachary played last year, she did lose all three, but to very good players, I would think, on grass. You know, Gorgeous has a big serve. You know, Kuznetsova is a pretty solid player all around. Um, don't know if Cannon is any good on grass or not, but in general, a really solid player. So I, I don't really think those are three losses to be too upset about. But like you said, Jorge, it's tough to you know, really put your neck out and, and place some capital here on this top half with all these question marks. So let's jump into the bottom half where we see a couple names that are kind of big names that we talk about a lot here on the regular. We've got Tom Ljanovic, Putin Savas down in here. Spread already mentioned Donna Vekic. Um, Jorge, I know you want to talk a little bit about Ryberakova. We've got the new Kiki Maldenovic. 
um, a lot of big names down here. So I'll start with you this time, Jorge. What do you think about this bottom half? Any names stick out to you? Um, was surprised to see Vekic and, and especially Ryberakova there at seven to one. So some interesting numbers. Yeah, I think that um, first things first, my my outright price has dropped by about a dollar on Donna Vekic. I got her at eight earlier today, um, and that's down to seven at Bet365, and I think 7.5 uh, or 6.5 to 1 and 6 to 1 for uh, the non-decimal listeners at those books respectively. So um, it got a little bit of, I guess, a really early CLV on, on Donna Vekic. And it's odd because I think this is the better half of the draw, yet I'm taking one of the lower numbers. But it's just because I don't see many people um, who have the pedigree of, of Vekic. Vekic has, has uh, done well here before. Uh, I don't see Yakupovic or Peket or Radina uh, posing problems early on for her. That should see her through fairly easily to the final eight. And then in that final eight, it'll be Miladinovic or Rybrakova. Rybrakova actually would worry me against a tall uh, player with her slice, but she just played three matches in two days uh, in Serbia, and she had to play her semi or quarter in her semi on Saturday, and then she had to play the final on Sunday, and that went three sets against Allison Risk. So I have no problem uh, opposing her this week, uh, just due to to likely fatigue uh, emerging from there, and she doesn't have a buy or anything, so she's going to have to play all the matches to get through. So if you put up, you know, the Rybarakova and Vekic numbers that are very similar, I'll take uh, a more rested Donna with history at this tournament uh, every day. And really, she wouldn't have to see Tomjanovic to the semis, and I could get a nice price because Vekic would be the favorite there. That's an easy hedge with Tomjanovic. And I think that that whoever wins this half wins the tournament. So I think when you when you break down the draw, you look at her, her, her map or roadmap to the final, um, she has two straightforward matches she should win early. Uh, her biggest competition might be fatigued. And the only other person that could that could really push her, I think, uh, would be a very hedgeable price. So yeah, I think at all the Bovada, factors aligned to back Donna there, and It's and so Nottingham. strange. She's the same price as Ryberakova, also 7-1, and pretty close to Mildenovic, who's 8-1. to one. What do you think about the bottom half here, Spread? Are you going to join us on Vekic? Or um, if I had to guess, you probably like your girl, Alja. Ooh. Hmm. No, I took Kiki. This is my only outright I placed. I took Kiki at 10 to 1. Um, and I think that if they were on opposite sides, the third round match between Mladenovic and Vekic would end up being the final. I think that's going to really be the one that kind of decides uh, who comes out of this half. I, I like that a lot. Uh, Roberakova, like I said, I would be a little more worried about her, but um, with potential fatigue issues, I think that's going to uh, work in Kiki's hands. And I just think that this is going to be another place um, to showcase her gains uh, under her new coach. And uh, I really like the way that her game sets up. And, um, boy, you know, I know you like playing overs, I, Noobs. My I think thing, that too, Mladenovic though, is Mladenovic Vekic still has to come from France. And she won. I'm not saying doubles is, is nearly as exerting. Uh, singles, but she just won the doubles in France. She's just coming off winning the French Open, her boyfriend in the French Open final. For me, uh, I don't know how much of a left down spot that is, but there's that potential there. And that's what I'm hoping that the might uh, come through in the third round. Plus her second serve against Vekic's return, I think could be an issue there. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but she's not really traveling that far. I think noobs travel about as far as that they're going to travel today. Um, and they're in the same time zone, so it's an interesting um, point about the rest. It's, I, I, I'm it's not just as tough worried about that. It seems that Becca just had a little more success on grass. Rodanovich is, is tough, you know, she's got that new coach, but she does have to play Ryberakova, even Sharma there in, in the second round. Um, and Sharma, from what I remember, has a pretty big serve. I don't see much from her on grass, but you know, just that extra little match there. I think would give Vekic an advantage in odds. You know, she's seven to one here against same as Garcia, who's up in the top. I feel like Vekic should be. Uh, you know, what would you make her for? Hey, I would think I would have her like three to one, something like that. I guess. Okay. Vekic, no, I'd have her probably four, four and a half to one. Um, the top. Well, her quarter is much harder she, than, or her half. She's is much still harder the favorite than, in my books, though. Garcia's. Which makes sense. Like standalone favorite. I think she still is, but the odds are a bit higher. Um, even considering the draw, like I said, those she has to win uh, yeah. five matches along the way. I mean, the first two should should pose no problem. Um, well, potentially, but again, on your yeah, third, but then it's a on your fourth field. match, you've got you're gonna have that mine is gonna be a super hedgeable number, or if Ayala gets upset. You don't even have to hedge there. You can be confident that Vekic should go through. So I think, you know, she's she's comfortable this one. Year. Putin save is Putin save is gone. But you're she not worried about. Putin I'm gonna have to not pick her grass. to win a bunch yeah, of she matches. She the tournament. Yeah, she's done. Oh, uh-huh. she did. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. All right. Yeah, I got my DraftKings notification. Yeah, let me go ahead and too. switch my little tennis draft. I didn't have her in DraftKings lineup, but they send it to anyone that has. All right. uh, the so tennis. it sounds like Jorge and I are lining up with Vekic here. You know, seven to one at Bovada. I'm seeing six and a half to one at five dimes. Oh, no, if that's, that's your only that's out, what they do. Um, okay. Well, that's but, good to know. You know seven to one is, is pretty solid at Bovada. I think I'll put about half a unit on that. Um, spread is going to put his neck out, grab a little Kiki Moldenovich. Well, you know, what's that looking like for you? Spread is that a full unit, maybe a half? Okay. And how about how about for you, Jorge? Are you going in for a full uh, unit on Vekic? Yeah, I did. Uh, about two fifths, <laughs> so point four. No, no, yeah. no. Just a half unit um, here, um, just because there are those you know slightly tougher uh, bottom half. Um, if you put Vekic in the top half and you have her number at let's say five and a half to one, um, as opposed to the seven to one I got, I would have gone a full unit just with like flip her and Garcia. Uh, but I, I'm comfortable with a half unit at seven to one. Um, if you can still get that price, uh, that's where I got it. That's where I suggested it to my followers, but that's since down to six to one, even at six to one, it's not the worst idea to, to put something down there. So I, I would say um, Donna Vekic is, is worth a half unit. So now, real quick, though, on this Putin Seva news. Well, they did. They had to redo the draw over the Mladenovic-Maria was supposed to be the first-round match, Tatiana Maria Kiki Mladenovic. Um, But when – what's her face? Yeah. Yeah, when Putin Seva withdrew from the Nicolescu match, Maria became the the ninth seed um, and a seeded player, and they had to move Mm -hmm. her against Nicolescu, which moved Magdalena Freck in to play Mladenovic. So they did have to redo the draw. Okay, so all right, so yeah, my so my draw is all off then here. 
So if I like Maria here, just basically Maria, yeah, she's playing some first here. round matchups. And so apologies, we're getting to this a little Maria, bit late huh? on Sunday. That's my fault. So I, I okay. think you know I'm looking at Excellent. some of the matches you, we Harry. have here on Monday. Luckily, not too many. You know, Harriet Dart pretty close, closely priced to Vera Lapko. No real opinion there. Any any quick thoughts on Dart or Lapko? If anybody get a ch- gets a chance to hear this in time. Yeah. No, I've got I've got nothing on the Monday in general for uh for Nottingham. No. The only I mean, thing I saw that stuck out to me was Tati Swans with Dog to Bernardo Pera. Swan looks like had maybe a little well, actually her record's not terribly good, but well, all right, maybe that does make sense. Uh but uh, I don't know. I just look looking at some stuff. I know Para is more of a clay quarter. Does she play as decent on grass? I know that um, again, she likes the slower surfaces. <laughs> well, she she can hit. The problem is Swan has probably more experience as a Brit, but not – I mean, the players she's played, beaten and lost to, nothing stands out. So All it's right, hard let's jump to, into the Tuesday matches. To really make and, a case um, outside of she's played start with a bang here. We got Tara Moore playing Maya Lumston. Does this, do either of you know who those are? <laughs> uh well Tara Moore uh came through qualies. Um decent grass game. I think she's been hurt or, or something of the sort because she's down yeah, to the She's a big favorite here, minus two hundred or one point five for you, Jorge. Do you, true number five you think maybe that's something so. you could put in a parlay? Yeah. She's got minus three and a half on the game spread. Um, you know, again, I'm not seeing too much in, in past performances for her, but um interesting to see she's such a big favorite knowing that. Yeah, no, I, I honestly, the first round of year, everything looks priced about right. Or, like I said, the players that I would be interested in are either way too short or there's question marks and I want to watch their first round match. So, I mean, I don't have anything for the first round of year other than a, a potential fade of Evgenia Rodina. Um, she's got probably the bigger serve, and Paquette's not as comfortable, so that could explain the price. But Rodina's 3 and 16 this year. I mean, Yep. It's almost worth an auto fade at plus 145, plus 150, whatever your number is. Just on the fact that Rodina, I don't know if her career is done or if, you know, she's just really struggling this year, but she's 3 and 16. How is it she? It's pretty wild given a record. Anything to add or, or any thoughts there, Jorge? I'm the sorry, spread for you. Uh, no, it's, it's an interesting idea on the uh, Ro- Rodina fade, but I think I'm just going to – I'm going to be trading very carefully Looking at some of the other we, matches we've got here. We've talked about a bunch the week before um, and the week Luke after. Mila Samsonova is playing Victoria Galubich. Galubich is a huge like. favorite. Um, I don't see anything to lead me to believe otherwise. Um, any thoughts from either of you guys on that match? Nope. All right. We got Yastremska, big favorite over um, Elena Gabriela Ruz. That That is probably just about right. Curious to see how Yastremska looks on the faster service. Um, Zachary, a favorite <laughs> over Heather Watson. You know, past numbers would lead me to believe there might be some value here. You know, Watson, home crowd, small dog, but she's kind of had a rough year to either. You have any interest in the dog here? Yeah. 
years, years. She's trended down She's for got Tormo, well a slight a dog now, to so Shelby Rogers. Like I said, I think this is that. more of a match of uh, players that would rather be on a different surface. Um, any thoughts from you here, Spread? Do you maybe lean either way towards Rogers or Tormo? Uh, right now, I would lean towards Tormo. I don't know if Rogers is uh, back into full um, competitive shape yet. So, um, like Probably Yanovich, a big favorite it, over Lau. That makes make sense. A pick. I think Tormo minus uh, is in better physical condition to win um, matches and do well. What do you guys think about right Sharma? I, she's relatively new for me this year. Um, you know, Do either of you like her game? Do you think she might have some success on grass at some point this year? Sure, but I don't think she's I don't think she's played a pro level grass tournament ever. So I think it's it's hard yeah, to I, yeah, think I think you're, you're better fade on Ryan Rakova in the next right. round in some in some capacity. Yeah, you know, obviously we do have the fatigue issues, but I'm not ready yet to to go ahead and okay. fade Roberto. And the last match again, Paquette playing completely uh, different. Jorge tells on grass and probably the closest thing that we have on to that a grass court specialist on the WTA, in my opinion. Uh, I've got it open in odds portal, and I'm I'm still doing some stuff on that. That's a Tuesday match, so I've I've got a little bit more time. I don't want the price to die on me, but uh, but it's one I'm still deciding on. It's going to be it's very Paquette dependent. Um, I think in that spot, the Rodina fate is clear as day. It's just a matter of if I want to use Paquette as a, a player to to back the fade with, because I've always said, I won't straight fade a player. If you want to fade a player, do it. Just make sure you've got someone that has at least some sort of justification on the surface to do it with. Uh, and that's why I didn't fade Ryber Cover right away, even though the price is huge and Sharma's got a big serve and you could kind of, you know... It, if you're, you know, kind of not a, a degen, but if you're trying to talk yourself into a play, um, that's where I think people get in trouble. You know what I mean? Is is seeing a big price and talking themselves into those plays is where you kind of give away a lot of um, the good quality edge plays. And I think that Paquette might be that kind of uh, landmine. So I'm still deciding. Okay. So that'll be um, one to keep an eye out, but you know, it doesn't look like much I for the first round here in Nottingham. You know, like Spread mentioned, it's always good to be careful when we get the first round of these tournaments coming off a slam, especially with the big surface change. Um, I know I'll probably be keeping my units relatively low this week and probably my picks even lower. Um, just flipping through these numbers, looking for anything I can to maybe bet. Um, and just not a lot here. Uh, you know, maybe take Vekic, put her in a parlay with, with something or, or something like that. But I think a lot of watching here in the first round in Nottingham. Any other thoughts before we jump into the next tournament, guys? All right, so the next tournament we've got, and uh, you know, Jorge, although I noticed you weren't spelling it out fully on some of your picks here, can you help us with the pronunciation on the nope, other let's tournament move on. this week? <laughs> nope. uh, I just call it Den Bosch. I know it's con- colloquially known. Even in the Netherlands, they it's colloquially known as Den Bosch. I think they have a... If anyone knows like, how to pronounce that, uh, please reach out to us on Twitter. You can find us at NetworthPod. We would yeah. love to know what the phonetic spelling of that is. Maybe if you could possibly record some audio. It's always a big help. 
Um, you know, and again, another smaller field here. So we'll go top half, bottom half again. <laughs> Kiki Burton's coming off a withdrawal in the French Open with some sort of sickness. It, it seemed like, you know, she was really frail. She mentioned that she couldn't feel her hands um, and had to retire, which is very strange, but has been playing tennis, I guess, the last few days. Saw some pictures of her. We've got Amanda Anna Samova in here. I wonder if she remains in the draw or, you know, is comes out and is pretty exhausted here. Uh, Pliskova the lesser in the top half. That's right, folks. Pliskova the lesser, not the greater. Make sure that you always check your Pliskova. And then, you know, a couple Chinese players here at the bottom of the first half. Yoff and Wang, Sai Sai Zhang. Um, start with you this time, Jorge. What do you think about the top half of this draw? Um, any names stick out to you? Do you think maybe there's some value? You know, since we've got maybe a less than 100% Kiki Burton's, a less than 100% Anna Samova. What do you think? Uh, I I don't see anything I like um, up in the top of the draw. Uh, it's I mean Bertens at four to one is so short, um, and I think that if it was like a viral or a stomach or whatever the the Ill, if it was an illness, she's had tons of time to get over it, and her serve could play very well. But the problem with Kiki Bertens is I don't think she's ever won a grass tournament. I think she's getting better and better, and she will eventually with her serve as she gets more accustomed to the surface. But I'm not betting her at four to one on a surface she's never won on um, tournament wise. Anisimova definitely uh, potential letdown spot. Merton still has the injury concerns. Mardich went deep. I mean, I know we're getting into both halves here, but I'm just going by the numbers. Just nothing stands out to me uh, until we get to the bottom half, and even then, um, I yeah, end up passing I mean, on the looking one through nobody from a numbers perspective really sticks uh, out. Based on, I'm the path. curious to see actually how Young Yaf and Wang plays. Not really sure how her game translates to the surface. Actually, looking here, I was curious to see Krunich had a really nice year on grass last year, six and two with a really solid hole break. But I'll go to you, spread anything that you see in the top half here. Uh, I think this top half, when we get to our first round matchups, has uh, some uh, more fun, at least from a spectator perspective. Um, Anna Smova, I think, is, you know, I'm surprised I, that she's still here. Um, you know, do we think that she's going to withdraw as well? I, I kind of expect her to. So if she shows up to play, that, that'd that be pretty cool um, because her first round match will be a lot of fun. Um, same thing with Burton's. I think that the, uh, you know, I'm not a doctor, but it's not like an injury where she rolled her ankle or her shoulder, um, you know, getting over a viral illness, which is what it seems she has. Seems like it would be the, uh, easiest thing to recover from, from an athlete's perspective. So, um, if she's here, I think she's going to be ready to go. And after that disappointing, uh, tournament in the French where, you know, she was the, um, if not the popular favorite, I know that she was definitely the gambler's favorite going into that tournament. Um, you know, I had her to win the quarter, which was a, which was a tough one to lose, but, um, I think that she'll be motivated and ready to go. I don't think she'll throw it away. Like, um, some players, you know, the top players do when they're in this tournament and, um, it'd be interesting to see how well Krunich does. I think she got a tough first match or first round match against, uh, Krunich and Flipkin should be a good first round match. And then like you said, uh, Yafan Wang's been surprising people all year long. So let's see if she can go ahead and, uh, Continue her little run to one surprising as a relatively easy match here in the first round. Well. Like you said, she might see Krunich or, or, well, I mean, what do you think? What, what about Pliskova's game should, should really give her trouble? I'm looking at 
you know, not really much from a pass success standpoint. So? You know, Soranko has been pretty solid for the last couple of years on grass, hold breaks over a hundred. Um, you know, I kind of expected to win that first match then, you know, maybe Krunich will be tough again, kind of surprised to see her success on grass last year, the, the years before, not nearly as good as her six and two run last year. And then, you know, if she makes it past Krunich, maybe she's looking at Burton's, maybe she's looking at, I don't know, Vikely and Seva, maybe Anna Samova. I'm not really sure, but that stuck out to me a little bit. Yeah, we have our we have our draws opposite. I I like Pliskova here, and I also like Flipkins to overcome Krunich here in the in the first round. So that that should be fun for us. One of us will be right. Uh, All right, I think Spread, Pliskova's Spread's uh, trying to talk me out of the Jorge. What do you think? Does Sorenko, Sorenko and, have a chance uh, to make Sorenko it through to the, the better quarterfinals here at least? Be a good advantage, a good time for an upset for uh, for Pliskova. If she gets by Pliskova, I think she gets she could make the semis even. Um, that that section, I don't hate your look section, um, is probably the right section to target. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm not sold on Serenko. I'm not sold on her form since the early season, especially uh, she came out you know guns blazing and then hasn't done a whole hell of a lot uh, of late. So uh, a lot of wait and see for me this week. I'm not usually that type of handicapper. You guys know I like my volume, but there's just it's not there's just not a lot early on in these tournaments. Um, with the switch, right, the dramatic well, let's switch jump to the bottom half, um, and I'm just going to go on, all the so way to the bottom. Nothing here. in that top uh, half for me. Really here. fun matchups. I think we're going to have here. It looks like we end up with Arena, the Amazonian Warrior, Sabalenka, my very favorite, probably playing Kuder Matova. Jorge, who do you think wins that match? Oh, I think Sabalenka should. I'm not. I'm not sure what kind of prowess, if you will. Uh, or pedigree Kudmertova has on grass. I like her game. I think she she eventually will have a great all court game, but this this surface takes getting used to, uh, and it that's going to hold true really for her as well. So, all right, spread. Um, so the next match Sabalenka I think would end up being probably Sabalenka and Kuzmova. Uh, do you think Sabalenka rolls there, or can Kuzmova give her some trouble? Yeah, I like Kuzmova. I think 20, she's my outright pick for those the tournament. I got her European to one at, uh, unibet over right five now. dimes. And, um, <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait till this thing gets opened up. We got to start doing some international shopping here in the States. But, um, no, uh, Sabalenka kind of reminds me of uh, what I spoke, uh, spoke about Kanta earlier. This is her time of the year to go ahead and, um, you know, make herself known. And this is, you know, where she's really expected to, to shine. And I know she did well this time of year last year. And I, I kind of expect that we'll see the resurgence now. I think that, the, you know, it's a perfect surface for her. I mean, she's, <laughs> you know, talk about she's going to probably lead the uh, for the next month. She'll probably have the most shots where her opponents don't even make an attempt for the ball and just watch it because, um the way that she hits, uh, you know, with the power that she hits at and how she can keep the ball flat is just, um, you know, just fantastic for her. And I really expect a lot from her here. Now, um, just the main reason I took Kuzmova is the uh, 
is this the number is so much God, nicer. I hope so. And Let's that I think that she's got the big serve and if Sabalenka doesn't play her best because Momo Mardich, definitely has the game. Got Eubank, not to take advantage of it. Service, but, uh, I would think Alexandrova's lined up against Mertens, who we know hasn't been her very best. We've got Risk and Muchova. Now, I think, Jorge, while we were doing some prep here, you mentioned you had some thoughts on, on Alice and Risk. What do you think about this match? Does she advance in this first round and get a chance to take down Petra Mardich, or is Muchova going to give her some issue? I think this is a uh, – I want to touch on a couple of those names you mentioned, actually. I think Muchova is going to give her issues. One, she's not traveling England within England. Um, she's going back to uh, Central, Europe, uh, Central Europe um, from Serbiton, uh, crossing that, that straight and then going ahead by one hour in time zones from England to Europe. I think that's a bit of an issue. She's got more travel. She played – uh, th- uh, three sets today, two matches on Saturday. That's an issue. And I think Muchova has a, a tricky game. Um, she played on grass last year, so she's not completely foreign to the surface, which I like as well. And I think I've got a reason to back Muchova at, at decent plus money uh, on the money line. So I will be opposing Risk here, and I'm fully prepared if Risk wins that to say good for her. You know, she's on probably one of her best surfaces, and She's taken advantage of it despite probably being very tired. Um, and I'm ready to tip my hat to her. But at the same time, I think there's a ton of value in that Machova number. And the other name I wanted to talk about was Alison Van Utvank, who has uh, Iseline Bonaventure in the first round. Uh, Belgium on Belgian matchup there. This is, for me, the one outright I looked at in the bottom half and passed on just because her route would be, you know, Bonaventure, who's also got a decent serve and is a lefty, and then either Alexandrova or Mertens, who, you know, are both quality players. Alexandrova, big hitter. Mertens, a good all-quarter. And then you got to go through Mardich, who's made the fourth round at Wimbledon. And then you got to go through Sabalanker, Kuzmova. And then you got to take on potentially Kiki Burtons um, if she's healthy and with her big serve. So the path for Van Utbank, there's not a single... Uh, kind of gimme match or there's no gimme matches, but there's no match that isn't going to be tough. And I think at 18 to one at Unibet, the price just isn't high enough. Um, And it's too bad because I saw her name and I thought this could be a great dark horse. If she got placed in that kind of flip her and Serenko around, I think, um, you know, we, we I, we'd be having a different conversation. I'd have some sort of yeah, uh, I agree. It's, capital it's a on really tough outright, half to pick from. That path is yeah, just too tough. There at four to one. Uh, this is just a tough section. tournament. I, I think the only outright again, and I'm still not even sure about it, is maybe just a little bit on Soranko at, at thirty three to one. So I didn't hear either of you guys. Were there any outrights you liked in the bottom half? A lot of names tossed around, but when you finally look at the numbers, that's right, I'm sorry. Yeah, you got Kuzmova at twenty to one. But how about you, Jorge? Anybody from this bottom half now? Okay. Well, I'm going to consider maybe a small bet on Zarenko, maybe a quarter unit, if anything. But no, I'll tweet I that out. I'm going to think about that, but it sounds general, like uh, spreads on board yeah. with Kuzmova. So a couple outrights for you there. I mean, 
Yeah, and we're going to go small on that because, like I said, I think Sabalenka is the overwhelming, you know, favorite in my mind to win this tournament. It's just at four to one. I don't see any value there. Totally, and I think agree. That, Let's you jump know, into some first round match matchups then, unless you guys have any Kuzmova, and if you're going to give me basically um, four times the price at that at that Absolutely. point, um, I'd much rather be sitting on that number. Yeah, let's just let's just make sure we. Uh, yes, and this one has better first round focus, matches than uh, the on the Tuesday ones. Sure. My only play for Monday ones, I'll say right now, is uh, Varvara Lepchenko, but she plays it within the next seven hours, yeah, just, so it's gonna probably gonna die before anyone gets a chance to hear yep, it. I but, think that's um, smart. Yeah, you know, if you do get a chance to hear it, Kuzmova's a favorite. Kind of avoid that uh, giving them picks that'll be done by the time they wake up. Roos is a big favorite, but you know, Shoof's barely plays tennis anymore. Greek Menon's a, a sh- probably short favorite. That's actually probably a decent parlay piece. Um, Priscilla Hans a favorite. I don't really know anything about that match. Kudermatova is even up with Jabor, which is interesting. I don't know when the last time Olmos Jabor played tennis was, but you know, any quick thoughts from either one of you on those those quick matches as I rattle them off? All right, so we got Kiki Burton's a big favorite over Larson. Um, you know, see no reason to take Larson to either. You maybe like the dog. Vikle Vikle Seva, no, a small kind of dog to Anna Samova. Um, so, is there a value on Anna Samova here as a short favorite, or are we maybe looking at Vikle Seva as a dog um, from a fatigue angle? What do you think, Spread? Uh, I don't, I'm still surprised that this match is going to be happening. If she plays it, I will be, I'm going to give a lot of props to Amanda here if she plays it, but, um, no, I'm, I'm not going to do it. I think that, uh, I mean, yeah, if you play it, I would play Anna Samova, uh, lost, um, in Serbaton, not really that impressive. So, um, she's not really necessarily coming in with the best form. Obviously, Anna's uh, I'd go over great, anything, so I think it's Amanda um, or no play here. I think that I'm not sure. I'm not sold on either on grass just yet, as they're both fairly young. But they're both tall. They both have great serves, and neither is going to be uh, if they if they can hit first serves a decent look. rate. Neither Jumping is going to be you know, that kind of great that gets to a ton of a stuff on grass. Over, uh, um, if anything, I'm playing you know, over. Just plus 105 is the dog, so not. A huge dog, but it sounds like both of you are leaning towards Pliskova in this match. Um, you know, is that a price that seems actionable to you, Spread? You're going to be making a bet on Pliskova the lesser? Like I said, I'm going to lay low this week, like but I put Pliskova, Pliskova in maybe. my bracket, and um, if I did play it, you know, um, that would be the one that I would play. Um, well, so. her serve. I mean, that's that's one thing that'll play well. But I I, I think Serenko's a capable returner, so I think that kind of can offset. I think it's lined about right. Uh, I might have it closer to a pick'em, um, then have one as a favorite, one as a dog. But there's not much. What do you think, Spread? We got Slipkins minus one fifteen. You know, playing against form. So um, Krunich. It sounded like you liked Flipkins in that match. Are you going to be making a bet? Yeah, I do. I think that Krunich. Um, 
you know, she just hasn't been herself this year. You know, she shows flashes of brilliance here and there, but I think that you know what you're getting with Flipkins and uh, the way she plays. Although I'll tell you what, Flipkins' recent form is bad. Just reviewing this real quick, her last you win was you like anybody Cup, in and her last WTA win wasn't until was uh, looks like last what April. So I definitely going to stay uh, away from this. But like I, put Flipkins in my I don't think Flipkins is going to be someone that's bothered by the junk balls. Um, being thrown at her by Krunich. Um, again, a pass for me. I, I haven't passed this much on a week where there's, you know, four uh, tour level events and, and three or four, maybe five challengers uh, ever. So like this is, this is a rare thing where in the next two days, I've only got about uh, six or seven total plays across nine tournaments. It's, it's, it's just, there's not a lot to love. Um Well, I, I think that's I think that's smart. You know, discretion is the better part of valor, and we've we've warned about you know these week after slams, and you know we're going to be able to bat tennis all the way through November. So I don't think there's any reason to force anything here. A um, couple things I want to point out on this match: you have tennis uh, at, at the Open, head to head and beat her at this tournament last year. And I was also wondering, do you guys know why Krunich didn't play the French Open? Oh wait, no, she she did, she did. Okay, she lost to Serenko. Moving forward, we've got the two Chinese women, Yang no, and Wang, playing Chai Sai Zhang. Pretty much uh, even up this, here. I, I'm this, curious uh, to see how the younger player the does, but nothing result. actionable for me to no, either you have a pick in this match. Okay, sorry about that. Yep. No. Let another kind of watch it, see how they see how they fare on the grass. Yeah. And this is, I think that if you are just going to choose one to watch, I think that Yafan Wang does have a chance to kind of break out here this summer. And I think that it would be really interesting to see, um, you know, win or lose, just how how comfortable she looks on the surface. Um, Of course, her form has been fairly poor um, as of late. You know, she did good in Miami, but she has not won a match since then. So let's see if she can turn it around. Um, and yeah. Zhang is one of those players whose game doesn't impress me at all, but she still manages to like seem to get wins and um, be somewhat formidable. So is probably a solid parlay piece. Zhang is also playing the four games, or do you maybe even so like the dog, like, the dog uh, here in Herzog? Uh, the polish versus the talent, you know, polish versus potential. Yeah, I, I think. I mean. You'd think Polona's first serve and, and height would help her a bit on grass, but there's just she's such a she's such a clay quarter and she relies so much on a lot of spin on her on her shots that it's so hard for her to make that transition to grass. So I, I don't think there's uh, it's it's hard to say there's any value on a a line steeper than minus two hundred on Martich. She has you know she's got that fourth round at Wimbledon one year, but it's not like she's put up great totally grass agree. results. Um, um, like- I don't know how you justify playing that line. It's it's really steep. Next match, Risk and uh, Muchova. You know, Jorge, you talked yeah, a little bit about some of the Yeah, each player was one and uh, three on glass, maybe taking glass risk last year, so they obviously um, all don't, aren't that Are you aren't thinking about the dog at all? Does that uh, really plus up to 140? Okay. Oh, I'm on the dog. No, I'm I'm on the dog. Um, I, I got her at plus one forty six earlier today. Um, I just think that there that's you know forty six cents of plus, of plus money. Like the implication that 
if she had never played on grass before, or didn't have wins on grass, I'd kind of understand that. But I think there's just such a lack of um, accounting for what risk is is going to have to do in the Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday uh, portion of this tournament. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, if there's going to be any match that gets pushed to Wednesday for the first round, it'll be that one. But even still to Wednesday to play three matches in two days, including a three setter on the Sunday, and then, you know, lift your trophy, do your ceremony, do any British media that's there. Cause there was British media there and there might be people that ask questions or do a, a mini press conference and then get packed up, fly back to Europe into probably uh, Amsterdam or Rotterdam, and then have to get to, to Den Bosch uh, and then get set up and then practice and then play that match. I think that's a lot to ask. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. Um, what do you think? And Fred? to have her is, uh, uh, such a steep favorite. I can't, I can't justify not playing Machova in this spot. And well, yeah. Here's the reason that I I think that she might get a reprieve here, and that's just looking at the weather um, for England next week. And I think that Jorge is really hitting on the head when he says that this match might not be played till Wednesday, which I think would give her plenty of time to go ahead and uh, you know be fully recovered. Um, even though you know she was she did have to play uh, two matches there. Um, yeah, Den Bosch may not so play until I, I'm late, not late looking. Late week, I'm so not that. trying to get in front of risk right now. We'll, we'll uh, see, but um, uh, I mean, I, I just yeah. I think that this this bad weather could end up being, you know, kind of a help for uh, risk, assuming she has her sight set on um, doing well at this tournament and not looking ahead. Now, for all these players, it could be an issue. Um, if we get later into the week and we might have to yeah. have a situation where they're doubling up again and we'll see if the top players want to looking at, looking want at to rent that or go ahead and withdraw. Weather, and that's exactly looking, it. Uh, looking ahead yeah, that's, big um, guns. I was thinking about asking you guys. Uh, will they, have, that will they want to win? That should be a, an outright days. consideration Are you well. maybe shying away from, from making bets? You know, Jorge, I know that you like to jump on lines as soon as they open, but are you maybe going to be a little more gun-shy um, in Hurt and Gabash this this week, knowing that there might be some pushback during the week, and maybe that leads to some dropouts or some varying rest advantages. No, I mean I've only got a few plays. Um, one is scheduled to be second on court tomorrow, so even if it rains for most of the day, if they get two matches in, that one will happen. Um, Another is this Muchova play. If it's if, even if it gets pushed back, I still don't hate it. Uh, I still think that that there's value in that number. A lot of it is driven by uh, fatigue and and potential travel, but I think there's um, there's a good chance that she can compete with her. Uh, I think that's also driven by the lack of of recognition of who she is. And the third one is Alexandrova over Mertens, just because of the questions around Mertens. Um, you know, I trust her less on grass than I would on hard and clay and you're getting plus 200 on Alexandrova who can really hit the ball and she can find her ground strokes and stay accurate. I think there's a chance that she comes through there. Those are my only three first round plays by later in the week, the weather clears up. So by the time we get second, second round lines, uh, we'll probably be close to back on track, but it's the outrights. Um, if three, if three days get almost basically washed out. Yeah. I like you jumping ahead of that Alexandrova match. I love her as a dog uh, at plus 200. You know, Merton's not her best. You know, I think even on the surface, let alone, you know, with the way she's been the last week. What do you think about Alexandrova at plus 200 spread? Does that tickle your fancy?
I'm not going to, I mean, I keep saying I'm not going to play. I'm not really going to bet a lot this week, but yeah, that's an obvious dog or pass situation here. I don't see any reason um, why we should trust that Mertz is fully healthy until we see it. All and, right. Um, Just two more matches quickly, Ben. Right you think against, a big favorite uh, of Bonaventure. You know, that's probably a good parlay piece. In the French Open. Um, I don't necessarily think that she's 100% yet. Minus three and, and a half. Um, yeah, definite dog or pass situation here. Yeah. And then the last match, no, two just over the Sablanka, two servers. I, I think that part or yes, what Ava. about the spread in that one? Hopefully, Sablanka blows her away. No, I'm not laying five and a half games. Sablanka okay. is uh, not right. afraid to to drop drop a set or two, you know, especially early in the early in these tournaments. So. No, her, do you like her spread there? And I have right, any other thoughts is, on is a, the week to come hitter, on so. grass before we wrap it up. Yeah, I don't see any reason <laughs> yeah. to, to to play that match. All right. Just give me Donna Vekic. All right. Yeah, that's gonna be that 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 third round match should be the final if she plays Kiki. That's the match to see. Um, as is kind of a tennis fan and also for us just like looking forward um, to Wimbledon and how we're going to cap it. And must I, I must say good good job today, gentlemen. I can't believe that we got a uh, a full hour out of these tournaments with only, you know, real quick French Open matchup. Uh, match so um, it's real impressive because I really am not uh, too excited about the slate the week that we have ahead. I think this is almost like a nice little like week break and then yeah, that's, um, to I think me really grassy. If anybody learned anything, week. that so was this it. Is so almost like, thanks you know, everybody for listening. Please follow us on Twitter um, at NetworthPod. So give us a rating, give watch, us a review, you know, and you be sure you subscribe. We really it, appreciate that and love all your thoughts and comments. So thanks for listening and have a great week. Good luck in all your wagers.